This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Live and in Color with Wolfie D, my co-host Jimmy Street. And what we're going to do today, we're going to kick off a two-part series of matches that shaped me as a kid. You know, uh, before um, 1982, uh, you know, I would have been around uh, eight eight or nine, something like that, maybe even a little sooner than that. But thats I don't know that I knew wrestling existed before that. Stepfather came into my life. He introduced me to wrestling. I fell in love with it. So these are some of the things, just just a few uh, matches that we're going to do as a, as a watch along with you guys. Uh, Jimmy's going to have the links on there. Uh, just stuff that stands out. You know, he, he came to me with this, let's do a watch along. And I said, why don't we just do one with matches before I got in the business that I really liked when I was a kid? So he loved the idea. Did you not, Jimmy? I'm a genius, right? Yeah, you're a genius. I loved it. It was great, as always. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, you have the links for the folks? In the- yes, yes. So this is, yeah, yeah, this is part one of a Wolfie watch-along. We're calling it Wolfie's Childhood Memories. And basically, like he just said, these are the matches that Wolfie remembers as a kid that really makes up, you know, his wrestling fandom. And honestly, you'll recognize all of these matches as listeners of the show. You probably will have watched these before. But I think it's just a cool thing to get a peek into Wolfie's, you know, childhood as far as, like, how he enjoyed things and stuff. So the first match, people talk about how much they love this match. It is. It's an all-time classic. Jimmy Snuka versus Magnificent Morocco in Madison Square Garden. Now, this happened on October 17th, 1983. Now, this match is 19 minutes and 15 seconds long. We are starting it at the six minute and one second mark okay on the clip that we're using here it's filled with some interviews that are just kind of pointless for us to watch along so six minute and one second make sure you get there most of these i have not like i remember these and i told jimmy these are the ones i want to use okay he asked me well well what do you what do you want to watch and i said well there's a few that like stick out in my head as things that were like super memorable i don't remember a lot of this, I mean, like there's certain pieces is the reason why I said each one. Obviously, with this first one, I'm going to be straight up with you. I do not remember this match. What is awesome to me, the dive off the top of the cage. Nobody's ever seen that shit before. And it was fucking amazing. Stuck out to me. But I will really enjoy watching because I do not remember how the match went and how it all you know, came to be that final deal that uh, we all remember if, if you're anywhere close to my age. Yeah. So, yeah. Jimmy, whenever you're ready, man. Yeah, let's get it going. So we'll do the countdown here. So on go, you push start on your player, your secondary device. And folks, let me just say this. This is awesome to listen to by itself. You can do that, no problem. But it really amps it up if you watch along with us. I promise. So either way, we thank you all for being here with us. On go, push play on your machine, okay? So three, two, 
one, go. Good. Morocco and uh, Albano coming to the ring. The heat Albano's got. Look at it. Look at the people. They used to get to slap you and hit you and all that kind of stuff. Just made it more fun when you're going yeah. through, to the ring and you got heat and people are slapping on you and stuff. As long as they're not <laughs> throwing things in your face, such as a beer or anything like that, it's all good. Or kicking you or stabbing you or something. <laughs> so, Morocco comes in. Albano's getting heat. Look at Albano. There's only one of them. He's legendary, man. Managers will never be like they used to be. No. No. Paul Heyman, a glimpse of that. But, you know. Testing out the the cage here to make sure that it's sturdy, showing the fans what a sturdy steel cage they got that's going to rip people's faces off. (laughs) So that's just the psychology right there, right? That's just telling them, hey. He's just showing them, hey, this is not plastic. It's not right. the blue cage that you'll see in the future. <laughs> yeah, how'd you like that? How'd you like that cage? I hate it. I hate it, especially when the LJN figures came out, and then they came out with the cage, and it was the blue cage. I like this cage. This is the kind of cage that I grew up on, and that's a steel cage match to me right there. Yeah. Now, hey, let's see. That's a what? Probably just a 10-foot cage. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's right because it's he's probably six and some. Yeah, just a little bit above him. Mm-hmm. Man, but when Snooker flies, Morocco dies. Look at that you sign. Climb up, you climb up. You know, a basketball rim is ten foot. Climb up on top of a basketball rim and jump off of it. And see how that goes for you. What's funny is as Snooker and Buddy Rogers were walking by, there stood Big Andre. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Look at Madison Square Garden. Oh, dude. Worked there one time, actually, you know, as a, you know, sidekick to Farouk. It was a house show. And it was funny because I've only been to one NBA game in my life, and it was a Knicks game. And the reason being is because my flight got to New York really early in the day. Um, And so I went straight to the building, you know, assuming just like any other show, the, 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 it was there for us that day. Well, it was a double They had a Knicks game and then the show later that night. So when I got there, the Knicks game was still going on. So they let me go in and I sat real close to the court and everything, man. Got to watch, I think the second half, I I didn't watch the whole game, but I I forget who they played, but I got to watch a Knicks game just because I got to Madison Square Garden early. And that was the only NBA game I've ever seen in my life and live. Please tell me you were wearing the full nation deal too. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, buddy Rogers, look at him go, man. Return intercontinental title match, steel cage. That's funny. That is. Do you, do you remember any of the Knicks players at all? Man, uh, I can't remember. If, did Patrick Ewing play then? That would have been about 96 or so. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's – yeah, that's Patrick Ewing. That's John Starks maybe. Yeah. That was a good little team. The Bulls just were in the East Conference. That's why they never got any further. But Yeah. Here we go. Steel cage match, and guess what? Oh, little exchange. Little Boom. exchange. Boom. 
and a bump. I love Jimmy, it. Jimmy never really threw punches. He just threw those uh, chops to the top of the forehead. And they sold like they were bricks. Yeah. yeah. It was the knife chop and the overhand chop was built what he threw or the jumping chop. What about Air Wolf and the little no shoes, man? They're selling a lockup, man. Look at that. They're selling a lockup. They're working a lockup in a cage. Yeah. Cage. How many times did you work without shoes? <laughs> uh, never. Could never. That would, man, I would crack. I don't see how them guys do it, man. I would crack my feet, my heels, everything. I would hurt so bad. Oof. Yeah. Hey, brother. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Taking their time. Look at that. Just love that. Just sell, stalk your opponent, put something else on him. Yeah. You got two Polynesian brothers here. Morocco's Hawaii and Snooker is Fiji. Well, so. there went a punch. I lied, didn't I? I well, looked like Jimmy threw a punch right there. Well, that was the chop again. Baby does throw a punch every now and then. It's been so long since I've seen this stuff, man. Yeah. But look, sell the turnbuckle. It's a turnbuckle. Most guys would have, boom, turned around. Okay, give me something else. Morocco yeah. selling the turnbuckle, you know? Yeah. Uh. Boom. Chop. I love that punch-chop combo. Yeah. It's just a timing-pacing thing, isn't it? Yeah. Let him off. Now this, there, yeah, slingshot. Let me tell you about this move right here. Look at this, watch. Boom. Now, that was a great slingshot, and I'm going to tell you why that was. Because you see people do that, and the guy giving it does not hook it deep enough. Or when he goes back, the person taking it has to like do a crunch to get to his uh, feet and then jump, and it looks so phony. Morocco got deep in there. You got to get your knees. You got to hook them way up in your uh, in their knees, up in your uh, armpits, and then put your knees down uh, below their butt almost, so that you can flip them up. That did not look like Jimmy took that bump himself. It looked like he was what the moves called slingshotted into the cage. Yeah, awkward throw in there. Okay, boot. I'm not Morocco does a weird uh into the ropes uh type thing. Jimmy's already bleeding. I'm not sure when he got it. I guess it was on the slingshot. Again, I wasn't he he must have he's good because I didn't catch it. He he's slit. Yeah. after before he gets up here. Fighting up top. Uh, trying to throw him out. I thought he was gonna go for a Damn Samoan drop off the top, but they didn't do stuff like that then. That would have been see, they weren't gonna overshadow what comes up later. Right. If he right. would have given he would have given that, that would have been the heel given maybe the most spectacular move instead of later when Jimmy comes off the top of this fucking cage is only he can do. And uh, uh, from what I remember, man, that was the first time anybody did any shit like that. Ain't nobody seen no shit like that up until here. Uh, we'll see that in a few cuts him off. Yeah, dude, that that's a genius, bro. No wonder you get frustrated with modern wrestling. Cause that's true. <laughs> yeah. It would take the finisher away. It would yeah, take the it, ending. It building towards, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. But you were going 
for. You know, it's kind of like we talked about the Big E thing. They did that move to him and uh, bless his heart, broke his neck on something that didn't mean shit because right. there was something before it, pretty much a no sell. He did that, even though he broke his neck, almost a no sell. And then there's another dive or something because uh, I didn't see it. I'm just um, relaying what I've heard. I guess there was another dive right after that. So it just got walked over. It, it, it didn't even mean anything. And the guy ends up with a broken neck and probably won't wrestle again. So, man. I mean, I think you're right. I think he's done. Look at that. Do the flare bump right there. And it just didn't work out right for him, but he covered it. I mean, it still looked like a a funky bump or whatever. Yeah. Age. And I love right there. He went into the cage. And if you watched, he put his feet as he was bouncing off the cage on the second rope and pushed himself backwards to make the bump even more dramatic. Yeah, and that's when he got color. Because did you notice the camera panned away? No, I didn't. Yeah, talking. See, I get caught up in it too. This is you're good, brother. I love this. Yeah. God, look at that. Jimmy is so strong. I know Morocco helped him. I'm not the you know, but damn, he picked him up so easy, and that was a a damn textbook perfect body slam, both by the person giving it and the person taking it. Morocco arched had his feet up in the air. That's the perfect positioning for a body slam. And that looked great. Even though it was just a body slam, that's how yeah. you do a body slam, yeah. right? Both people working together to make it look beautiful. Yeah. Boom. Now everybody's got color. There's a Jimmy punch. So I, I lied again. I'm a liar. Nah. <laughs> nice chop. He didn't punch a lot, but he, he I guess he did sometimes. But, hell, uh, to be a worker back then, you had to be able to do everything. So Right, exactly. <laughs> I always loved that headbutt of his. Um, I believe flying headbutt over the top. Accident wins the match. I love that finish. That's great. Yeah, that's a great finish. Uh, the heel got knocked out of the cage by the baby face doing a spectacular move. It accidentally wins the match. And he, yeah. I mean, I mean, and it just sets up future, you know. It just yeah. sets up future. And then what's awesome is God, he's going after him. Yeah, it's it's really feral, Jimmy Snooker. Now he's so angry. Get your ass up. Yeah, the heel accidentally wins the match because of a great move by the baby face. That's that's a good finish. It is. I'd like to know who came up with that. All right. Big suplex. Boom. Nice. Here we go. That's another thing. A suplex, man. I swear some people don't know how to give that, man. They just fall backwards like a tree. You don't do that. You pick them up. You lift your legs out from under you, and you both land at the same time. Right. Here. Bigger boom, right? legendary right here it goes yeah i mean dude this made him look at that good lord i'll never forget this man oh that's classic right there yeah yeah. that's right i remember i saw that and i was like holy crap I mean, I've seen New Jack jump off a building on top of people on tables, and that's still impressive to me. Right. <laughs> Look at that crowd, though. Yeah. Everybody's on their feet. 
Yeah. And he's got the title. He says, it should be mine. Yeah. That was dramatic, man. Look, you know, Morocco's selling it. You know, you do that today, they probably kick out of it. And then you give them some. That's the thing. Most of these dudes today, man, they're, they're and then again, I, I know I compare, and it's not a knock. It's just different times. Their finishers are weaker than some of the moves they do during the match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Okay, so we're going to Mean Gene here. So, yeah, that was cool. Hey, Wolfie, before we go to the next match, do you remember a little bit about your first cage match at all? First one, I think, uh, well, that meant anything uh, would be against Tommy and Doug um, in Memphis. And that was, I'm trying to think, that was the, no, that wasn't a hair match, I don't think. I can't remember uh, what the stipulations were on it. I think that's where they put Jamie through a table and he was out for a while. Tommy Powell dropped him through a table. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and and thing about that cage was, you see how that one was up against the ring. It was mounted on the apron. Well, yeah. the, this cage had about four foot between the ring and the cage and it sat on the floor so there was a spot where i was going to come off the top of the cage and i had to literally like pull the cage and scoot it on the floor as close to the ring as i could get it and it was still too far where i couldn't you know make the jump and be safe about it there was just no way i could do it so we had to ad lib in the middle of the thing and i i don't remember i came off the side of it it wasn't what i wanted to do but then there was another cage where i have i worked kurt angle in a cage at the new daisy theater in memphis and and again was able to get up top and uh do the flip that i usually miss i don't think i've ever hit it in my career and then um I do believe I did it in Nashville too against the Smoky in somewhere in the Smoky Mountain feud. I did it, and I think I've told this story. But that being my building, man, that I love so much, and the way the seating was, it's like when I climbed up to the top and I started standing up, the whole place stood up in unison with me. And you talk about uh, uh, goosebumps in a rush, I man. Bet. Oh, what a rush. Yeah, man. I got up there and, and the way that seating used to be, it's almost like they were, especially the people in the top were level with me being on top of that cage. Yeah. And I stood up, the whole crowd stood up with me and it was just like, wow, this is fucking cool, man. This oh, is- dude, I would say, all right. Well, I mean, I can't, I don't think we can top that story. So we'll be right back after the break. Jerry Lawler versus Dundee in a loser leaves town match. More from Wolfie's childhood memories. Watch along part one. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, bowiehomes.com. That's B-U-I-E homes.com. Or you can email him at benbowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Hey folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. 
If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, we're back with more from Wolfie's Childhood Memories Watch Along Part 1. So we just watched Jimmy Snuka versus Magnificent Morocco, the very famous match in Madison Square Garden. The next match, however, might be one of Wolfie's classic, you know, matchups of all time of your whole career, you know, because you watch these probably more than anybody as a kid in Jerry Lawler versus Bill Dundee. Now, this one is from December 30th, 1985. It is a loser leaves town in the Memphis Coliseum. I'm excited to watch this one, man. Yeah, this stuff was great, man. Anybody that hasn't watched this one, and I'm sure most of our listeners, this is kind of their genre right here. Right. But for the ones that, uh, you know, are not, this will educate you, man. This stuff was uh, believable. It was, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of, you know, moves and all that stuff, just like usual. Uh, right. This was different. Memphis had a different style, and this was the epitome of it. They made this shit seem so legit, man. You know, so we're going to watch it. And Jimmy, you want to do the countdown? Yeah. So it's going to start with Lance Russell talking. I just want to see Lance. Let's just go with it. So three, two, one. Yeah. All right. And there is Lance, the greatest announcer in wrestling, in my opinion. All time. 100%. He made it believable. And there we go. Jerry Calhoun, who we just had on the show not too long ago. Look at him. Million times we got the king in there of Russell. Oh, look at that! See, that's what yeah. I'm talking. About. Just that. That's I guarantee. See, their shit was not rehearsed. It was just on the fly. Look, a little punch right there. Oh, God. see, this is great shit, man. It Fuck. is. Because man, it seems so fucking legit, man. And then just like that, Lawler's man. What I really remember about these matches is like. They're brawls and there's see like that. God, yeah. that's a textbook bump, but it looks so fucking good. And you got I, I I would do those every now and then, not a textbook bump. But you gotta place them right in the right spots, man. Yeah. There's that's uh Bill's wife, Jamie's mom. Okay. She's like, I don't want to leave town, baby. Beat his yeah. ass. <laughs> and see they make that legit too, because legitimately back then this was a big deal because you would you'd probably go to another territory. So the people, you know, in the town that were used to seeing you around town, they, they knew you were gone. They didn't see right. you, know, you went somewhere else. So it was legitimate. Lawler's got the seventeen seventy six gimmick going. Wonder yeah. what happened to him. I think they did an eye gimmick. Has he not got his eye covered up? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I like this purple yellow combo kind of Lakers get up. <laughs> so yeah, he he's only got one eye to see. The baby face has one eye, you know, but he's lawless. The unorthodox angles and everything of the punches and shit they're throwing is so legit, man. Yeah. It's not set up. Let me punch you the same way every time because I only know how to do one punch at one angle. Oh, dang. It's DQ so he can hit the referee, do whatever he wants to do, and they just yeah. look, man. And I'm telling you, I've worked Bill, and those fucking hurt. I was gonna say those gotta be snug because oh, they're terribly snug. And what's crazy to me is 
Lawler, I love that Lawler never really bumped. Like he would sell to his knee a lot and he would bump, but when he did bump, it really meant something, you know? Maybe that's why he's still wrestling at 72. (laughs) That looks like Sting to her left there. I think it was, bro. That would have been about the time that he was in Memphis. Dude, that's nuts. Listeners, when y'all get a chance, dial that back and check that out. I'm saying that's Sting. No, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. That is nuts. Look, oh, I love it. Look how good that is. This reminds me of like Rocky and shit. It is like Rocky. See? Oh my God. Look how good that looked, man. This is <sighs> this is what it's so good to me. People did not get to see this, man. Only yeah. like lived in Memphis and you know the Memphis territory areas did you get to see this great stuff you cannot tell me there was better shit in any other territory you cannot tell me that right I agree this is good shit man it's it is incredible. it is and I'm it telling is. you of the most is those the different look he he even missed right there and Lawler didn't sell look at that god yeah. that's yeah. so shit man now is Lawler laying them in like Bill did, or is Lawler uh, he, a little? He does, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lawler's got an probably one of the best punches in wrestling. Oh, he, got, he can throw everything: jabs, uppercuts, lefts, rights, everything. And Bill could too, though. You seeing that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's awesome. And look there, God, see that was good. That was just like a boxing match. Like Bill missed, and Lawler did not sell it. Right. They, they were really trying. God, right. dude, the look, passion. Take- yeah. Come on, man. This is legit as fuck, man. You can't tell me this is not one of the best matches ever in wrestling. Yeah. If you're trying to convince the people it's fucking real, this is one of the best. Now, did they wrestle like this at the house shows, too? I imagine they did. Oh, you know, I, I wasn't there. I can't. I can't right. You know, I get so, you. Sure, but, yeah. I mean, this was just a different time, and this shit was on and popping, man. This was a great angle, man. These two had legendary, as we're seeing, matches. Yeah, this what I like, I like about Bill's technique is, you know how you, that's Sting, that's totally Sting. When Bill, you know, like if you're throwing a punch in real life, your your feet are always under you. Right. And that's because you're thinking only to hit, not, you know, your, your technique. I love that Bill does that style too sometimes. Like yeah. he'll do the, the square footed punch, but at the same time, he throws it with passion too. You tell me any of this is not fucking believable. You're mentally challenged. <laughs> that was Bill's first sale to the crowd. And he he looked up, looked around, smiled, and then went down for the pin. That was so cool. Yeah, mentally mm. whatever. <laughs> we can't say the M word from a few weeks ago and we can't say <laughs> And I hate it when Bill does that. That's the shit. So I hate that. Yeah. Because he jumps up and just really stomps on you. <laughs> I guess they fast forwarded a little bit there. Yeah. Look at Bill. Neither one of them are even breathing hard, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> May the 7th in Portland, Tennessee, Bill Dundee is going to be in the corner of PG-13. By- 
I know that's our number one current affair, kids, so stay tuned. Uh oh. I see something happening here. Hmm. No. God, man, it's just so the way they did this. Uh, Look at him. Look at him. He's doing the Fargo strut. Uh, uh, uh. God, that's good, man. It was. And, you know, Calvin Look, they really the have not done anything except punch and kick the entire fucking match. Yeah, it's a and brawl it's, right now. See that. It is not boring at all to see that. No, it's not. No flips. No <laughs> each other into the ropes. I don't think they've done a suplex. Nothing. Yeah. They're just fighting. And that's what I remember about this. Like I said, it's like to me, their matches emulated Rocky Balboa, man. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jerry Calhoun again there. Got a plug. <laughs> we love Jerry. He's the best. Great show, by the way. Go back in the we know you've already listened to it, but go back and listen to it again. Jerry was awesome. What do we got here? A choke. But it's no DQ, I believe, because, you know, we got the audio off, but I think it's no DQ. There must be a winner, I think, is what Lance Russell always used to say. Because yeah. leave town, there must be a winner. So, Right, okay. right. That makes sense. Jerry doing the like spastic the bugs bunny cell yeah boom boom man you called it a rocky match it really is like a rocky match there man <laughs> look see i just love the it's not textbook punches or bumps or anything that's what makes this so legit man but it all looks so fucking good oh there we go Right, but you have to have ability to make it look like that, you know? <laughs> and look at that. Look at that. Look, man, you caught me, and I'm just going to fucking bull rush you and knock you over to stop you again. That That's great. Yes. There's his wife giving him a high five there. <laughs> Beverly, rest in peace. She was such a sweet lady. Yeah. Heard nothing but awesome stuff. Oh, man. See, another not textbook axe handle, kind of awkward, but still looked legit. Yeah, he didn't reposition Jerry. Jerry didn't awkwardly position himself. Bill right. just worked from wherever Jerry was. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yes. Very, very good analysis. I like the way you said that. Very, very good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You've taught me well. <laughs> yeah. Look, little boom, bat, boom. He's going to the blind side, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's working, man. Has he got color? Oh, yeah. I think he does. It's coming through. Backhands and everything. I mean, look, I'll hit you from the side. <laughs> Gosh. Great. Oh. <laughs> Jerry's selling them, but I don't think he has to sell them much, man. I think those are coming in with everybody, some. Oh, and every see, I, I love that desperation. Everybody goes down. I punch you, but yeah, God, man, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
if you can't get into this as a wrestling fan, you're not a wrestling fan. So they fast forward again. There's that fucking table. <laughs> I was going to sure. ask you. It's blue or something to me. I'm not sure if there's something over it, but I think it's that same fucking table from the Rock and Roll Express match. It's always been there. I do know Randy Savage broke one of those. I don't know if it's the same one, but I swear it's made of the same shit. And you see how hard that was and the way. Oh he my gosh! It. Yeah, because I thought I was going DDT Ricky Morton through that motherfucker, and I tried twice, and yeah, we both just bounced off of it. Beverly getting involved, Bill trying to leave, Lawler going after him in the crowd. That crowd looks as big as MSG, man. I tell you. Oh, yeah. It, I guarantee this is sold out. Yeah. Here it was. They sold out for many weeks in a row uh, with this angle. Now they're fighting back in the area before you get to the curtain back there. There's a big space back there. I just, I just love this era of wrestling so much. Now, this is classic Lawler, and it may be Dundee as well. Take it out into the stands. Oh, yeah. That's Memphis, man. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. This area right there was, I think, blocked off to a number of people. That's why you don't see a lot of fans right there. Look, oh, bump over the Oh, my God. And Dundee goes back selling. You know what I mean? Instead of just going right after him, he goes back selling because he's hurt, too. Right. It's it's situational selling is what, what I think is missing today situational selling man like i said there's a certain time to take those unorthodox not textbook bumps there's a certain time to sell correctly uh even if you're on offense things like that so this is just the god this is a great example of how to sell look at this man he's out of the ring way out of the ring and the people are trying to get him back to the ring look at that i mean that's they're into this yeah they are They've got them. Uh, they've got them by the balls, man, and that's what you want. Looks, yeah, I agree him back to the ring. Gotta love it. Almost like the funnel of people led him there, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, side oh, kick. That might have been a little before its time. Definitely. Look at those boots, Bills wearing too. <laughs> they look like shoot cowboy boots. I know he did the had the a little bit of a lift on them, but. Yeah, he always wore the little no lace boots. Yeah, which, you know, somebody I read somewhere said you spend so much of your time lacing up your boots. It's uh, like three I, years of your life or something. <laughs> That's why I like the tennis shoes. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, tell me that don't look like a damn bar room. And, and oh, that right there, Lawler takes the best post in the business I've ever seen. I thought, because what he'll do is, as you saw right there, his face goes right up against it, and he also claps it. And I swear to God, he does it so perfectly, it sounds like his teeth hit the post. He's the master of taking a post shot. You see, most guys can't do it, so they they hit their shoulder and wrap their shoulder around it. No, not not Lawler. Here we go. Fucking boom, boom. Uh, come on. Uh oh, come on. You gotta love this. Yeah. Uh oh, uh oh. Straps down. Mm-mm. 
I guarantee you. Ugh, look at that. God, that looked good. Doom. Look at that cell. Shit. Oh, my God. gosh. Man. He's not off his feet yet. No, nope, But he's, yet. he's lost. Boom. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. And Lawler goes down, too. That's what I – oh, my gosh. That's so good. I told you, man. This is like Rocky and shit. It is. But I'm telling you, Lawler's so over Memphis. If he was walking down the street and pulled his strap down, motherfuckers would start running. <laughs> oh God, it's on! You think I'm? I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you, man. Oh, uh, he. Yeah, this is one of his gimmicks. He don't do this much no more. The drill punches. Oh, dude. Now they're just now breathing hard, from what yeah. I can tell. They're just now breathing hard. Or they're selling, you know? They know right. how far into the match, and everybody like, yeah. wobbly. Finish him! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who that is. Is that Jerry Jarrett? Tony Falk! Tony Falk, that's who it was. Hot dog. You got the chain? Oh, Future guest of the show, Tony Falk. I guarantee it. <laughs> Dundee wins with help from Tony Falk. So J- Jerry's got to leave town now, basically. Did he go to AWA at this point or something? Or I what? Remember, man. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah what a great uh, match. So, you know, you wrestled in Memphis in the Coliseum. How passionate are those fans for wrestling? They're very passionate, man. You got to love the Memphis fans. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, as you saw right there, Memphis was the Mecca, man. It was right. incredible. The Mid-South Coliseum is legendary. I mean, what more can you say, man? I mean, not much, not much. Yeah. Matches that we have to watch, the one that we already watched, the one we're fixing to watch, the one yeah. we're going to the next one i don't give a shit none of it compares to that right there that I, I i think it'll be surprising if anything tops that i agree i'm with you man it depends on your your uh what you like your genre i guess you know but that for me that right there is it that was legitimate there was nothing about that that looked like a work to me that that just was super selling, super working, and just incredibly awesome. And that's why it sold out weeks in a row, man. You know, yeah. You know, you got to think again. You know, you, you know, WWE does a pay per view. What is it? Once a month now or whatever. Uh, going to the same town once a week is not an easy thing to do. Right. In and I don't even think it can be done now. But I mean, you sell out every single week. Because of two men, you yeah. know, come on, man. Yeah, no, I mean, and honestly, you can't see them selling because it's so easy, man. And yeah. they're just, you know, they work so hard, but it, it looks just so easy, man. It just, yep. they make something, they make a barroom brawl. Like you said in the match, they make a barroom brawl look textbook. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll be right back after these messages with another match with WrestleMania three at the Silverdome, Hercules Hernandez versus Billy Jack Haynes. We'll be right back. Let's take a quick time out 
and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors and we'll be right back with more live and in color with wolfie d Jade Roper, the Southern Closer, is here for you if you're looking to buy a home and need the best deal on a mortgage loan. Now, while Jade's heart and soul is helping that first-time home buyer, it doesn't matter if it's your first, second, or the dream home you've always wanted. She is there to help. Jade knows the area, the market, and she's invested in your community. She'd love to help you with all your home financing needs and will make it as easy as possible. All this makes her the official mortgage lender of the Live and in Color with Wolfie podcast. Contact her today at 615-681-4282. Email at jroper at primeres.com or just visit thesoutherncloser.com. NMLS 1794506. Licensed in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Powered by PRMI, NMLS 3094. PRMI is an equal housing lender. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, we're back with Wolfie's Childhood Memories Watch Along Part 1. And this is the third and final match of this episode. And this one is super cool. Now, honestly, this one gets overshadowed because it's not the Steamboat Macho match. It's not the Hogan-Andre match. But I remember caring about this so much as a kid. Who was going to win, you know? I remember I watched this over and over and over. Uh, Rewind, watch back. I had a, back then, you know, the big thing, if you had a forehead VCR, you could do slow-mo. Yeah. That's how I watched a lot of stuff. I I watched the Lawler Kaufman in in slow-mo so many times just to see, did he fucking kill him on that back suplex? Did he kill him on that pile driver? Because I sort of bought it, but then, you know, I still knew knew they were working. But anyway, for whatever reason, I loved Hercules Hernandez, man. And this match with Billy Jack and, and who I got to meet later on. I think I worked with Billy a couple of times in USWA. Now, at this point, you know, I know Billy's always been kind of different. When I met him, you know, Billy was a different guy. Today, Billy's off his fucking rocker, I think. (laughs) Or or just, again, it's one of those things where I've been in the business so long and been worked so much. I don't know if he's working the crazy gimmick or is he really crazy? It's hard to say. But... Uh, I'll tell you, when I met him, you know, the guy that looks like this is pretty much what he looked like uh, when he came to USWA and and worked with us there. Uh, A guy that looks like that. And then when he laughs, he goes, and I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) 
I, I automatically thought this dude's a psycho. <laughs> and I do remember uh, he did. He was working with Brian. That's who he worked with most of the time. Was Brian Lawler, okay. and there was or he won some kind of trophy. Brian won it or something, and then Billy took it or something like that, and swung that motherfucker. I mean, it was a big. I'm talking about probably a good four foot tall uh, trophy. Yeah. So kind of like a sword. <laughs> Right. And he swung that motherfucker at him, and I mean, he swung it, and it it, it fucked Brian up. The the little look, uh, you know how you have the little person at the top of the wings or whatever. Yes, that caught Brian in the head, and I'm pretty sure it gashed him open, if I remember correctly. And oh Billy was God. stiff, and Billy was not. Uh, I don't think he was all there. Like I said, he could be working because you know them old timers, man. They they work to the grave. So I right. don't know. Anyway, going back to this. This was just something that uh, I loved it, man. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, before we watch it, uh, I remember the two press slams. They both press slam each other, which is incredibly impressive to me because I know how hard it is to do that. And you got to yeah. be really strong to pick up either one of these two dudes who are probably 275, I would guess, 250, 275 for both of them. To pick a man up that size over your head, I don't care if he helps you or not, is not easy, man. I, I, I've done a press slam on people a few times, but I promise you, I'm not uh, that you know strong dude like these guys are. Uh, and and it had to be somebody that was you know near 200, maybe. I think I might have done a little over that picking somebody up, but yeah, it's hard to do. And I'm telling you, the 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 first part where you know everybody knows everything now. So the first part, when you plant that hand on the chest and they put their hands on your shoulder and they push up. That's the easy part. That left arm usually is under there. That right arm is under their crotch, grabbing their tights by their ass, whatever, or some guys press the thigh. That is the hard part because I don't care how much you help somebody. That's where the weight's at. And that's the hard part is to extend that arm. So these motherfuckers, and, and Hawk used to do it too. People that would press slam, I've seen some weird ones, but these two guys both get their arms extended, locked out, and it's very impressive. And and that was the one thing to me that stood out as a kid. I was like, man, this is awesome. And I just love this match. And, and I haven't seen it forever, and I'm anxious to watch it. Yeah, and I, what I remember as a kid, I'm like you. I always loved Herc. I always thought Hercules Hernandez was just excellent. The other thing is I remember that this was the battle of the full Nelson, the battle of the full Nelson. These two dudes were totally jacked out their gills. Yeah. So to start this match, this is again WrestleMania 3 sold out Detroit Silverdome 93 92,000 depends on who you ask now this link is in the description just click on it to cut out some of the fat Wolfie and I are starting the match at the 22nd mark okay go ahead and fast forward your match to 20 seconds if you're following along and I'm going to count us down here 3 2 1 go all right, Billy's getting out of the little ring carrier gimmick. Billy got over in Portland so much, man. I remember uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated where he was voted the sexiest man in wrestling. <laughs> they had pictures of him laying on the in a little speedo, laying at the pool on the little chairs and stuff. I remember that. <laughs> now I'm pretty sure that his name was taken from that movie. Probably so. Yeah, You're right, Billy Jack. I, I know you. Yeah, because he always wore the Billy Jack hat, too. There's the man, though. Look at that dude. Yeah. I loved Hercules. I always felt... One of the best managers ever. 
Um, I, I think second only to Corny, in my personal opinion. You know, yeah. I'm a Gary Hart Mark, but I realize the best though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the thing was, you know, Heenan was a worker. You know, he was watching he Heenan was. find one one day. He might be one of the best workers of all time because he was a, you know what I'm saying? Like worker manager. I'm not saying in the ring, but as a work in the crowd. Look at that house, man. I know. And I've heard outside you lose the crowd a little bit as far as the sound. Is that true? Yeah, it feels like it, but man, you, I don't know how you could lose it at this place with that many people. (laughs) A college football game right there. I've heard a rumor that some people are just now getting out of that parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sizing each other up. These two big Brahma bulls. Yeah. Can you believe they worked a lockup? I mean, other off to show that's the show. Hey, we're both strong. Right. Uh, Referee's got to come in between. Oh, he kicks the referee in the ass and then kicks him in the stomach. I remember Hercules being one of the guys that I first saw those lat muscles. You know what I'm saying? Like the lats yeah. that have the six pack in the, the lats or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what those are called, but. God, he did that too. Just like Morocco did that weird throw off. I, I don't like that though. I'll tell you that. And honestly, this is the first time I, there it is. Oh, Look at uh, that. Oh, oh and that was God. like, dude, that was, that looks so easy. Oh my it God. Did. That's a it 205 did. pound man that Billy Jack just fucking, and now they go for the full Nelson. Nope, nope, nope. You're not going to get it yet. That's like how you would throw your kid in the pool. You know what I'm saying? This is almost as white as his boots. Right. Whatever reason. Right. But damn, he picked him up so easy, man. He definitely did. That was impressive. I mean, there was help there. That was a lot of Billy Jack. Uh. Mm. Smacks. Nice. Hurt can sell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish we could slow motion that because that looked like a fist to the face to me. Yeah. It looked like he caught him in the face a little bit. Do you know that Hercules was like on 20 pay-per-views in a 20 pay-per-views in a row for no. like, yeah, he, he was like a guaranteed match on a card there for years. He was uh, good. He was. And see, he throws that. That's how I used to tell my students, man, the kick. See how he watch when it, well, when he kicked, he makes contact and then gets the foot out of the way and then does some other like movements to himself. You over-exaggerate, you kick, plant it, and then get out. That's what yeah. I, I describe it. You plant and get out. Because it, it just if you keep it there, it doesn't look right. See, I don't like the way he throws people in the rope, so I did not never know that until now. You got to put one hand on the wrist and one on the back, in my opinion, not two on the wrist, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that some way that he thought he could show his strength with that or something? Or? No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Look as strong to me. It does I agree. Not. I agree. Keep getting the ads popping up in my shit, but all right. Suplex. Let's see what kind we got here. Never yeah. noticed that till you. 
Yeah, I do not like the double hand on the wrist. Nonchalant picks him up. Why? Wow. Yeah, because he wants to put the full Nelson on him. Okay, that's right. like that. I used to hate it when people pull him up. Why would you not try to pin him? But he wants to put the full Nelson on him. Yeah, that yeah. makes Billy coming back, coming back. Little little fire. Now he's going to suplex. Can't get him because his back hurts. Oh, see, everything leads to something. My back is he does back because he's been working it so much. I can't suplex him. Decent backbreaker. Man, these two dudes are just fucking jacked, though, man. Look at that house. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. I'm just staring 90, at it. I told you, I at Royal Rumble 97, we were part of that, and there were 60,000 at the uh, Alamo Dome, and that looked insane to me when we walked out. It looked like a sea of people. So yeah. there 30,000 plus more at this event. Wow. Look, okay. So there's that was pretty much all Hercules, and he does the deal where he grabs the tights. And I think that makes it harder to get somebody up like that because the tights stretch, obviously. So it wasn't the full extension that Billy got. Like, rather than in their gooch, basically, or whatever, you kind of have to get. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to have to get some gooch if you want to do a good press slam. Oh, there it is. There it is. And he's got the full Nelson now. And Doesn't, y'all, that was, have it that locked. was, yeah. He can't cast all Billy's hair. That's right. what it is. <laughs> Billy's hair is stopping the, the lockdown on the full Nelson. That, what a, I wonder if Billy, I wonder if that's the gimmick, you know, I'll grow my hair long so they can't get into my lockdown. Yeah. And they're so jacked that partially that oh, has man. to, <laughs> yeah. What's funny to me is that's hilarious if that is part of the gimmick. Oh, don't go. He's like a Samson. Oh, almost did it. Well, I can tell you there, yes, a guy can be too big to do certain things to promise. Yeah. Especially right. if, if the other guy's as big. So, yeah. And unflexible, because once you get that big, you become a little bit unflexible. You know, right. Unflexible. Right. Much when you got fucking that much muscle on you. There's the weird throw in the double clothesline. Boom. Oh, Earl Hebner. Yeah. He ain't no Jerry Calhoun, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's up there though. He's pretty All right, good. Here we go. This come boom block. Inverted. Uh Good bump there, because most people would jump up and kind of, you know, they take that bump and jump up and twirl and turn around. I always did. But he took it on his back, which is kind of different, you know. Yeah, yeah. Close makes, Where yours made sense for you, it, it, that one made sense yeah, for him, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, that's a good throw off. Ugh. Gut shot. Knife edge. Clothesline. Ugh. Oh, he stole Hogan's gimmick. Oh, I, I bet Hogan was pissed right there. I bet he was. I'm serious. Because if you didn't beat him with that, Hogan's going to be hot. The leg drop on, yeah. on when Hogan's working fucking Andre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, here we go. Full Nelson. Here it is. So Billy Jack's the tad smaller of the two, and he's able to get it locked in. You think he's smaller? Little bit, little bit. He he may be more more evened out. I guess maybe that's what it is. Oh, he puts it on the floor. Herc's that that he's so pale, but he turns red all over when he's <laughs> he's blown up. Yeah, Heenan. There was a house show match that I talked to you about watching. If we couldn't get a hold of this one, that they actually worked like twenty minutes or so, and I can't imagine versus this. You know? Yeah. So he's chasing Bobby around. What are we working to? I can't remember. Like I said, it's been years since I watched this shit. Hurts coming. Oh, the chain. Okay. Back turned. Finkel's already. And the winner of the match. Oh. Earl, you see? Earl sees it. He saw it. Is he asking him, did you hit him with it? Because if so, that's a a huge mistake. (laughs) Okay, so I guess it doesn't matter. Like I said, I can't remember. Boom. All right, so that's... Is this no DQ? I don't remember. It's got I, don't, I it think has, it's already over because Finkel got in the ring. He was in he? the ring. He was okay. up in the... Billy's ring. getting taller. I've seen it. I've seen yeah. it. Is that it right there? I guess is that, it is. I, I don't... It, because we have it muted, it's hard to... Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. That looked like it hurt. I guarantee that hurt. Face <laughs> for real. Because those things, they, when you're trying to use those, especially that big, they're, first of all, they're heavy and stiff. And then also, that extra chain was swinging. So right. you can't stop that. So I guarantee that was a stiff shot. Now he puts the full Nelson on him. Yeah, I guess the match is over and this is this is the heat afterwards. Yeah. Like I said, because we don't we don't have the audio on and I don't remember, but still my childhood, this was one of them that I loved, man. Look at her. Yeah. <clears throat> Rest in peace, buddy. Yeah. How cool was he though? I wish he wore that leather get up that he wore for just a little bit, but I get it. It probably was a pain to deal with, but I mean, he didn't really need it. The body was his deal, you know? So I just love the idea that I always thought, you know, I remember there was a Hercules movie that came out around this time and I was like, why is he not in it? You know, of course he probably wasn't. I think Lou Ferrigno or somebody was in it, but right, yeah. And I was like, Ferrigno makes total sense, of course. But anyway, really cool match. Like I said, it's not going to ever be greater than the Macho Steamboat or the Andre Hogan, but I think it's a very entertaining match between two massive jacked yeah. dudes that told a story. Yeah, and like I said, these are things that I remember as a kid, and for whatever reason. This one, oh, they got in the slow mo. Look, they're they're slow mo and Billy getting color. Yeah, <laughs> they slow mo Billy getting color. Here, 
Let's show you this. Here it is, and this is how it's done, kids. Oh my god, that's funny. I never noticed that. That's hilarious. Oh my god. All right. Well, notice that, but that's funny as fuck. Yeah, that was O of how to get color, kids. Yeah, yeah. Would you be a little hot about that, or would you just be Uh, like, whatever? If the uh, here's the thing, if the camera crew, because usually they're smartened up to stuff like that. And then there's a person that says camera one, camera two, kind of director type person. Right. So that's on them. If and I'm sure they knew it was coming. So whoever was the director, the heat's on them. Yeah. Okay. That makes total sense. Yeah. That, that makes total, total, total Stop sense. Billy. Get off Billy. That's what they should be screaming into the headset to the the, the, the director. Get off Billy. Right. Yeah. And you you notice Bobby was right there. I almost wonder if Bobby was carrying the blade. Who knows? But could've, probably not. Probably not. And I could have been. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. And that was just a cool match. I mean, is it like you said, it's not going to burn down the building, but at the same time, the Lawler Dundee, the snook of the Morocco, I think it all fits with the storyline of Wolfie's childhood memories. So that is it for part one of Wolfie's childhood memories. Watch along. We'll be right back with current affairs. DJ hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with Current Affairs. And once again, Wolfie D, you have made Current Affairs. I am so excited to even know that this is happening. On May 7th in Portland, Tennessee, y'all, this is epic. PG-13 is reuniting to face the dangerous headliners, Chris Michaels and Doug Gilbert. And in PG-13's corner, they have Bill Dundee. Tell us about this. How did this come about? Well, um, I used to live in Portland, Tennessee, and uh, there's a thing um, at this time of year. Uh, Portland is like the capital for strawberries in, in that region. Uh, they, they produce like some of the best strawberries you've ever eaten in your life. So this is called Strawberry Slam. They have a strawberry festival up there and stuff. Uh, so this is the Strawberry Slam. They do it once a year. And uh, I was contacted uh, by Jason James, and um, Jamie uh, evidently wants to do this. And then uh, I talked to Jason, and I said, well, you know, if he's going to do it, uh, you know, heck yeah, I'll be there, man. Right. Uh, Then they informed me who our opponents were, and, you know, uh, I've got history with all those guys, and should be a heck of a match. Uh, and then they threw Bill in there, so that can be an awesome thing. It can be an awesome draw, you know. If everybody gets there, um, yeah. I'm yeah. happy to do it. Yeah, very happy to do it. I've also, you know, one of our sponsors, uh, the rock star realtor Benji Bowie. He is a Portland native, also. That's where I met him when I lived there, and uh, he's gonna. He's actually going to be at the show. He's already told people he's going to be there, man. That's uh, awesome. Just yeah. Benefiting the uh, Portland high school football team. I mean, it's just a lot of good things to go with this. Like I said, as long as everybody does their part, this can be a great, great thing. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And when you sent that out, I thought 
hell had frozen over, man. <laughs> I hope this builds a bridge between you two guys. I, I mean, I'm saying this as a fan of PG-13. I'm, I'm taking myself out of the equation of the podcast, and I am well, telling you this, you know, as a person that is a fan of yours, you know? Say this, so. uh, the The stuff that went on with us, yes, I was upset. Two, I was also trying to work with him a little bit, and he took it a little too far. So that's... Sure. That's all I'll put at that. Me and him, we've texted a couple of times, but it hasn't been a bury the hatchet type of thing. And I'll just be honest with the people. Uh, But at the same time, I I think everything's okay. And uh, you've been to the mountaintop with somebody. It's kind of like that, uh, like that first love. You never get over it. And and you're always going to love him. I love him. As long as he keeps his end of the bargain on this, which, uh, you know, he's told me and he's told uh, a few other people that you know everything's going to be all right so we'll we'll see and and i don't want to put any doubt in anybody's mind i really don't because yeah. i can't speak for him all i can do is tell you the history and what i've heard from him and what i've heard from uh, jason james so i think everything's good man and uh, we'll be there we'll we'll have uh, the the pint size all-stars on sale. We, uh, I know that Jason, uh, I cannot remember the website right off the top of my head, but I think we're going to do some pre-sales on those. Uh, so keep an eye out on that. Pro Wrestling Entertainment is the name of the company. Yeah, There's going to be some pre-sales on the figures, and the figures are going to be less at the show, especially the pre-sales, but they're going to be less than what I'm selling them for online or Jason. Oh, wow. So if you're there, you're going to get a deal and we're going to yeah. do things like, you know, buy a figure and a picture, uh, combo deals, stuff like that. So like I said, as long as everybody does their part, this should be a great thing and a great match. And um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Like I said, our, our sponsor, Benji Bowie, the Rockstar Realtor, he's going to be there. And I know he'll bring some people with him because he knows everybody in Portland. And uh, Oh, yeah. It should be good. be good. Ben's a great guy, and we thank him so much for coming on. Y'all, if you ever need a home in Middle Tennessee, you know you got to call Ben Bowie. Even Southern Kentucky, you can do that, too. Right. Southern Kentucky. In that whole area, you got to call Ben Bowie. He's going to hook you up. So. Don't forget Jade Roper. Jade Roper's our mortgage lender. And then go get a burger from Coach's Corner. <laughs> you do all that. Go go fucking trim your balls and go to manscaped.com and type in Wolfie for 20% off the Manscaped order. Yeah. Plus Don't free be, shipping. That's, yeah. thing. that's not their slogan, but since they've been our sponsor, that's my slogan. Don't be gross. Yeah. Don't be Man, gross. I love um, it. You know, trim up, man, trim up. And then the thing, like I said, uh, what was it last week, Jimmy, I was talking about if you got tattoos, because these things work, not just, you know, yeah, they kind of market it towards your nuts or whatever, but you can take this thing and and I've got one. They've, they've sent it to me. They've sent it to you. I've got one. It's got a very soft, like plastic thing on it as to where most trimmers are, are metal on metal. This has a plastic part on it. Like just say your arms, for instance, if I was to do it with my normal trimmer, it would leave scrape marks. This does not. So if I put the manscape trimmer on my arms, there's no marks or anything like that. So the thing that I was saying the other week was if you got tattoos and you've got hairy arms or a hairy chest or whatever, and you got a tattoo on your chest or wherever your tattoos are, why do you want to pay that money and then let hair cover it up? Because it takes away from the vibrancy and everything from your tattoo. 
I shave every part of my body that has a tattoo on it. And I also put a lot of lotion on because it brings out the color. But don't get a tattoo and then let let you be all hairy and stuff and cover it up. That was a waste of money. So Manscaped, right. has, uh, to me, this is not a sales pitch from them. This is just for me. Uh, Manscaped has a lot of different options. Yes, please trim your shit. Don't be gross. But yeah. then my, my other thing is, if you got tattoos... Trim that shit up, man, so we can see them. Right. This is not also officially from them, but ladies, it could also be considered mamscaped. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to go into that too far, but at the same time, hey, mamscaped works just as well as manscaped. Yeah. So it's yeah. that skin safe technology that they mamscaped. have. Yeah, I like that. Mamscaped. <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, May 7th, man, I'm so excited about that. So we've got one more current affair. I really wanted to make the focus of you guys being the current affair on this one, but we have one more that was kind of cool. Recently, the announced Hall of Fame class for 2022 so far has been Undertaker, Big Band Vader, Booker T's wife, Charmel. The Steiners were recently announced. And of course, by the time this show comes out, it'll have already happened. And then the Warrior Award winner, Shad Gaspard, of course, he tried to save his son and lost his life. And then there's also a rumor that Sid is going to be in this list too. Now, they have not completed all of the people as of this recording, but Sid has also been rumored. So, you know, you've got Scott Steiner and Sid with a live microphone. So that could be very interesting. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that Hall of Fame class? That's pretty star-studded right there. No, awesome, man. I think everybody in it deserves it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sid was kind of ahead of his time, man. He's also, you know, uh, a loose cannon and like right. legit a loose cannon, and you know, but but that's what made great wrestlers, man. You got to be a different personality, and uh, you know, the ones that make the that, like, they they burn that shit in your brain of, hey, you remember this guy? Hell yeah, I remember that guy. Why do you remember yeah. that? Because he was a loose cannon, and you knew it. It, right. it, it like right. work. That's what I'm saying about. You know, the people now, and, and I hate to fucking say this again, but there's just nobody to me that, like, with the old guys, you were like, man, that motherfucker's nuts, man. And, and yeah. today, you, I don't think you can make people believe that you're fucking nuts anymore because they know you're playing a role. So it's, like, different. I don't know. But, yeah, everybody that's in there is deserving. Vader was a stiff and would beat your ass. Also uh, rolled over on Jamie uh, and... Like tried to hump him or something like that. I think I told him. <laughs> uh, I don't remember where we were, uh, but you know, you got to get to the building really early. And uh, most of the guys, you know, if you ain't got no promos to do or something like that, would uh, you know go into the locker room to whatever arena we were at and and lay down, take naps, stuff like that. And Jamie was laying down taking a nap, and Vader was next to him, and he was taking a nap, and Jamie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forget who I was standing with, but uh, I wasn't napping. I was out somewhere in the yeah. arena, and uh, yeah. Jack came running, like legitimately came running. <laughs> he was just telling us, oh, my God, oh, my God, Vader just rolled on top of me. So <laughs> Jamie's story is that he was laying there asleep, and I guess Vader laid down next to him. And, you know, for sure. a you use your, your bag or whatever. So sure. there's a 
laying in the floor, and I guess Vader rolled over and put his arm around Jamie and started like talking in his sleep and saying some sort of like sexual shit. I'm not sure what it was. According to Jamie, now this ain't. Cool. Oh my god! And and Vader started saying some kind of sexual shit. And like threw his arm over him and fucking Jamie got up and ran and ran and came out there. Like I wish I could remember who I was standing with when he came out there. And he's like, oh my God, he just fucking rolled over and put his arm on me. He started humping me and blah, 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 blah. I don't remember what I was said, but yeah, it was something like that. So that's oh my, me. that's epic. I wish I could <laughs> me tell the story if we could get him on the show ever. Yeah, that's a goal. I've got two goals. Tony Falk. <laughs> And, and of course, Jamie Dundee and Jamie's show will be massive. I'm telling you, the numbers will not be any higher than that one. Uh, maybe other than ask Wolfie anything, which again, we thank y'all so much. The numbers on those shows really show your love for the podcast and for Wolfie D. So we thank you all so much again for listening. This episode of Wolfie's childhood memories, watch along part one for next week. We'll have another watch along on our continuation of Wolfie's childhood memories. I think go ahead and take us out here, Wolfie. All right, Jimmy. And all right, everybody that's been listening along with us. We really appreciate it. Again, one thing we want to stress. If you love this show, help us out. We don't have to have necessarily a sponsorship. We can have donations. Contact me. Contact Jimmy. We're trying to produce this every week. It takes time out of both of our lives where we're trying to make money in other ways. But we love you guys and we really appreciate everything and and all the listeners. So if you could help us, it'd be great. Sponsor for donations, man. It'd be awesome. You know, we don't this, you know, free. It does cost us to do certain things and to get certain things out there. So if you want to help, here's the ways. Sponsor donations. Or go to ProWrestlingTees.com and then go to the uh, Live and in Color Wolfie D podcast. We have a store there where you can buy t-shirts. You can also contact me for 8x10s or the Pint Size All-Stars. And please, if I go anywhere and you're in the area, I'm going to the Indianapolis Squared Circle Expo. I'll be there. Come see me. 8x10s. Pint Size All-Stars are on sale. Then also the uh, May 7th Portland event. I'm going to be there. Obviously, we've talked about that. So help us out. We love you guys, and we love doing this for you. I love you guys. Uh, Jimmy, I know you love them, too. Oh, yeah. This has gone uh, beyond what I thought it could be, honestly, because (laughs) so many listeners and uh, the things that people are listening to has really been surprising to me. You know, we've had hall of famers on here and those numbers are lower than when you guys ask me questions or just listen to me or do the 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 watch alongs or whatever so man i am so grateful for that thank you guys for listening once again for jimmy street i'm wolfie d this is live and in color with wolfie d and now a word from our sponsor Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all, and all they ask is... 
Give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the big picture, Michael Jablonski. Don't forget to tune in every week to Jablonski's Pissed Off on the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. The fuck's wrong with this sport? He's gonna tell you all about it. He doesn't care what you think. You're gonna hear all about it. My Jablonski. If you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. In a world that has been completely divided for so long, two movie fans have decided to unite for the people and the betterment of mankind. One, an action movie buff. The other... A horror movie fanatic. Together, they will try to bridge the gap of both genres into one podcast with their battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Listen along as Charlie and Nate alternate each week talking about action and horror movies they cherish, mostly from the VHS era. Also, including some modern examples that felt like the movies they grew up with by answering the battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Look them up on Facebook and Instagram. If you're a pro wrestling fan, there's something for everyone at the Cheap Heat TV Podcast Network. From the Pro Wrestling Discussion Show, Cheap Heat TV Live, to the Interview Show, the Jackson Interaction Podcast with the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson. To the silliness of the Whitey Jenkins Show and the brand new Zip, Xander's Irresistible Podcast with Charles Anders. You can check them all out and much more over at CheapHeatTVLive.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. Uh, I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at LiveWolfieD. And then on YouTube, at Live and in Color with Wolfie D Podcast. Our website is anchor.fm slash WolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way 
that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. Also, do you have a product or business you'd like Wolfie D to talk about? Let us know about it by leaving a recorded message over at anchor.fm slash Wolfie D slash message. Leave your name and contact info and we'll get back to you. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash Wolfie D slash message. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. got a cat. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD. And I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Late low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one poor data. Not here to play games, so you better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.